Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Welcome to the Women in Travel Tourpreneur podcast. We're very excited to have um, a couple of fantastic guests today. So I'd like to introduce um, each of you. I'll start myself. I'm Amanda Walkins. I'm the Managing Director at the Tourism Marketing Agency. And I will pass the mic along to Caroline. Hi, thank you so much, Amanda. I am Caroline Connor. I run Leon Wine Tastings and Wine Dine Caroline is my brand name out of Lyon, France, where I teach people about wine and food. Fantastic. And Carol, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you, Amanda. I'm Carol El Hawari. I run Mr. Run and own Mr. and Mrs. Egypt, and obviously we're based in Egypt. Fantastic. And Zakia, would you like to go next? Thank you so much, and it's really great to be here. I'm Zakia. Um, I run a social enterprise called Invisible Cities. Um, I'm based in Edinburgh, Scotland, but we also run tours in Glasgow, Manchester and York throughout the UK with more cities coming up. Very exciting. And finally, Mary, would you like to introduce yourself? Thanks, Amanda. Uh, my name is Mary Collins. I run a food tour company out of Washington, D.C. called Blue Fern Travel uh, and recently just uh, expanded to international tours uh, with a company called Far Horizons. We focus on archaeology in that realm. So thank you. I love the variety that we have here. So um, I think the diverse perspectives that, that each of you brings will be really interesting. And um, I know, you know, we're here to, to talk about women in travel. Um, I just want to start with, we don't represent all women and all aspects of travel. You know, this is very much our personal uh, conversation and, and input based on our own experiences. So um, just throwing that out there, the more voices that can contribute to this conversation, the more important it is and, and the more valuable it is to all the listeners as well. So with that, I would love to kind of start off our conversation here with um, an important issue of representation. In the travel industry, we definitely have a um, lack of women, especially in the C-suite, um, you know, higher up in, in a lot of the, the larger travel corporations. It's been an issue for a while. Um, it has not improved due to the pandemic. Um, you know, it's been a tough time for our industry in, in many ways. And we've seen, you know, a lot more women leave the industry and leave, leave all industries, really. It's been um, a pretty uh, tough time over the last couple of years. So I'd love to kind of chat about what that means, you know, for, for each of you running a, a travel business um, or being in the travel industry at large and your interactions with other people in the industry. You know, can, can women be better represented across the industry? 
um, do you see it as as an issue? You know, where do you where do you stand on this? Um, and we'll kind of go in the in the same order. Caroline, do you want to chime in first? Oh yes, I have a lot of <laughs> thoughts about this. Um, you know, we just saw this report about all of the uh, OTAs, and they're all run by white dudes, right? And it's not surprising. So, you know, my take on this is is that you know, honestly, it's no different from every other industry, and we are underrepresented everywhere in everything at the C-suite. Um, and I hate it. And I, I, yeah, it's horrible, but it's, it's something that is absolutely not unique to this industry. So it's hard to have this conversation without, you know, railing on the patriarchy in general and talking about bigger issues. Um, so I know we don't really have time for that, but <laughs> this is not uh, a unique issue. And I think as, you know, a female business owner, it, it, it has nothing to do with, with being in travel or wine or, or whatever. It's about being a woman in business in this world, you know, and at least I get to walk around with white privilege, which helps, but it's, you know, the cards are stacked against anyone that is not a white dude. So it's <laughs> my take. Fair points. <laughs> Fair points. Um, and you're right. I don't think we're going to take down the entire patriarchy in, in this short conversation, but um, at, at least touch on a few points. Um, Carol, do you have, I know you have, you know, an interesting perspective given um, <laughs> yes. a previous, you know, previous industry and yes. moving to a different country. So I'd love to hear your take. Yes, I, I am one of the people who gave Douglas Quinby from Arrival quite a hard time when he, we had the conversation with him. Amanda was there too, so she'll remember that. And I, I have only been in this sector for two years um, as a working in it. Uh, although when I, my husband's been in it for donkey's years and I've known him for seven years, so I've kind of been on the periphery for a while. But I came from banking and prior to that IT, both of which are extremely white male dominated. And I and 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 as I say, as what what as I have with one of my friends, old white men dominated as well at the upper levels generally. And I was really surprised, if I'm honest, by how male dominated this industry is, given that the consumers of travel and planners of travel, uh, everything like that are there. Are, it's if not 50-50, more women than men, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And the other thing I find very frustrating here in Egypt especially is that the travel agencies, travel tour companies, whatever, like of which I am one, are, I don't know the statistics, so I'm guessing here, but you know, like 90 odd percent, if not more, run by men, owned by men. And although there are, there are more female, sorry, there are more male guides than female, but even at the guide level, there are far more men than women. And I find that it's very, very hard to recruit somebody with experience, a, a woman with experience into the sector in Egypt. So it's, it's very, very frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can understand that. Um, Zakia, what has been your experience thus far? I think I probably come from the total opposite of Carol because uh, my experience was in charity, social enterprise, social work, where it's very female dominated. Um, but again, at senior level, it's not always reflected. Um, and I feel that sometimes I completely agree with Caroline. I think it's a wider 
issue of having access to all these opportunities and um but also part of it is also leading by example for all of us and i think um being uh in a space where we are on the stage a bit more and we are taking ownership of this work and saying you know here is a female like a woman doing this here are you know five of us this is to inspire the other um generations hopefully um, to see that it is possible and also for guides and you know recruiting for us it's exactly the same you know recruiting women is a lot harder than it is recruiting um, men but like every question of you know inclusion diversity I think we just need to keep it at the forefront of our plans and thoughts and just be really conscious about it so uh, we always talk about things at Invisible Cities like safety um, like representation on pictures, social media, you know, trying to give the space to everybody equally, to have voices heard equally, down to the content of what we promote and things like that. And I'm not saying these will fix all of the issues, absolutely not, but they are def this is definitely a way to kind of create little steps towards at least everybody feeling that their voice matters. Um, but 100% on board with, I think it's a wider issue of having women at the table as a social enterprise it's exactly the same you know in scott as a tour company exactly the same you know you are the exception and not the not the majority of what happens yeah absolutely i love what you're saying about it being sort of a two-pronged approach as well like you're talking about individually what you can be doing in your business talking about representation and diversity and and perspectives while also talking about women need to be on the stage and they need to be you know in the spotlight and able to be mentors for other people that are trying to come up through the industry so i love that that two-pronged approach personally mary i'd love to hear your perspective too <laughs> well i would definitely agree with everything that's already been said for sure i mean first thought when i saw the question was just that obviously this is not just in travel this is every industry that's no surprise at all um i will say it's just kind of thinking through it uh you know i've been running our food tour company for eight years and i think we're you know we're coming along and finally getting traction and so i you know it's just i guess like I'm kind of a little more, I wouldn't say known in DC at all, but like a little more like established here. And so when when we just uh, closed on the second company that uh, we bought, Far Horizons, it's been very eye-opening because this company has been around for 40 years and now I'm the new owner and everyone keeps giving me this really funny look because they're so surprised that it's like this young woman came in and I just get this like almost look of shock like so many times when I meet people and it's just that you know it's not expected it's um you know we're very underrepresented and I think there's like almost like a um I think until we're more represented that look won't happen but I look forward to like when when that is just much more um much more common and that you know we're on a leadership in travel podcast rather than a women in leadership travel podcast if that makes sense so um it's just been it's been very much like a reminder of how much that is still so much the case because I thought oh I purchased this and yay next steps and now I'm just getting that dumbfounded look all over again <laughs> and you know it's part of the territory but you know I think all of us being here is one step forward, right? So, 
yeah, that's absolutely um, a, a recognizable thing. I think <laughs> many of us have probably experienced that. Oh, you're in, you're in charge. Oh, you're the one doing this. That's interesting. Um, I actually used to run a scuba diving shop, which is a, you know, scuba is a very male dominated sport. Um, and the number of times that customers would come in and look to the male dive instructors next to me to ask for information rather than me, who was actually running the entire operation, uh, I couldn't even count it. You know, it's just that's the the common reaction. So I can completely empathize with that that exactly. tilted head. You, you're the one doing this. You know. <laughs> um, so you know, we're all we we're all obviously in agreement. We've all experienced these same these same issues. So what do we do to fix it? How do we how do we push for more representation? Where does that start? I don't, I don't think it starts just with us for a start. I think mm. there are some key people in the industry. I mean, it's an enormous industry. So if we if we just take tours, but you and I mentioned this to uh, again to Douglas when we were when we saw him in Berlin that they organisations like Arrival need to take some responsibility because at Arrival in Berlin there were um, I, I worked out that the eighty percent of the presenters were men. And, and the women who presented were almost entirely in secondary roles as well. Um, of the, of, this is of the ones that I went to see, obviously. I don't know about the entire conference because this, this was the ones I went to see. And there's, I mean, and to be fair, Douglas did agree that that wasn't really acceptable. And, and then he said, but, but we don't know where these women are. Who are these women? And, and <laughs> exactly, yeah, Caroline's shaking her head and I'm like, well, and I don't like so, that. <laughs> so some of us did, decided to find some of these women and send the list to Douglas, and it was huge, this list. So they are mm -hmm. there. So the, it's just pure... Yeah, I would love to speak. Area. I would love to speak at, at Arrival. I would mm -hmm. love that. Give me a keynote. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> I, think you're on our, I think you were on our list. You didn't try very hard, you know? Well, That's this it. Is what Amanda said that. Yeah, yeah, I think it, that like part of the problem with representation, the lack thereof is connections get you everywhere, right? You, you know, in order to get to that title where people then say, oh, we recognize that you have authority and should be speaking on this, you needed to get a hand up to get to that point. And if your whole circle is reflective of your own experience and your own background, then it's a very insular space and, you know, not diversifying that, not making sure that in an industry that is possibly the most diverse that exists because of the nature of it, where tourism is a global thing. Um, you know, we're talking about everyday lives in various spaces that all have di diverse, you know, perspectives and backgrounds. You can't say that it should just be a, a table of white men that are making decisions on everything from, you know, sales and tours and marketing and technology, all of these different aspects. Um, we need to be at the table, but I oh. totally agree, you know, multiple people saying we have to be on stage you know you need to have someone to look up to as well as to listen to you know and to to reflect your experience as well yeah again speaking as somebody who's very very new to the sector that i really want to see women who i can relate to who have achieved you know are, are more than i have you know who have you know, all this experience of various things and they weren't there. You know, I, I can only use that as the most recent example. But but who? Where are they? I mean, I've got Amanda, thankfully. But but you know, that's what I want to see. I want to see female role models. That I can think, yeah, I can do this, or I can ask this person how to do that, or 
somebody that I can relate to. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we can probably all agree that the lack of representation is a major issue. Um, we're not going to be resolving it here and now, unfortunately. Um, but you know, continuing to to push for it, even in in you know venues like this where we can come together and have this conversation, and maybe someone will listen and not even realize that it had been a problem. This is a different perspective for them. Um, hopefully, we can create some some new allies out of this as well, um, because that's part of the. I think the the biggest the easiest solution is not just for women to be speaking up and saying this is a problem, but for men to also stand there and say, yes, you're right, this is a problem, and I'm going to do something about it as well. So, um, hopefully, some folks out there will be listening and and will step up a little bit as well. That's exactly. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no go <laughs> back. This is exactly what I, I what I thought. What I was going to say is, I think the the easiest thing is to have very strong allies. Um, in the industry, yeah. as somebody who delivered a keynote speech for Arrival back in 2019, that only came about because Chris put me forward and said, you know, so again, I think if that hadn't happened, um, my speech wouldn't have happened, which I think is still the best rated speech or session that has happened at Arrival. So I take a lot of pride in that. But um <laughs> And I think, yeah, our connections are networking and also that realization from three white men with glasses to realize that they do need to push that chat forward and that agenda. Um, there's an organization in the UK called Women in Tourism, also a CIC, mm -hmm. uh, a community interest company, and they do conferences and, and they have a panel and sessions only on allies in the industry um, and only men at senior levels, but um, they decide on who comes on board as to what they do on the ground. So they have representatives from Google Travel um, and many others, I'm sure, but also just men who are really good at connecting people together and actually do the work and speak to women in the industry and things like that. They're based out of London. Um, so I think that's what's important to kind of focus on and forward that list and, you know, that you probably did with all the women and say, here is the list again and again and again and again. I think that ground running and just grafting, which we shouldn't have to do, right? But I think that's probably a beginning of a solution. Yeah, absolutely. Caroline, did you want to chime in? Yeah. Well, I think it's really interesting, Zakia, that your talk was the most successful, highly rated one, because all the proof from all the studies about any sort of C-suite and corporate level shows that when women are at the table, things are better. They make more money. We make money. And when women make money, communities benefit. Women yeah. spend their money on their local community in a way that men don't. And, mm -hmm. and there are also is a lot of research about that. We need to make more money. We deserve to make more money. And we need to we need men's help to do that. But we also... Um, need each other. The thing that that wasn't what I wanted to say. Um, I did want to mention that we need to be better represented in travel for for one reason, which is safety. Um, and I don't think men, most men, you know, really understand how how at risk we are physically when we are in unfamiliar places or even when we are at home or walking, you know, walking around at night. And I think that that is something that that we have to be here to remind them and say, look, if you're going to be planning travel for us, we have to be safe and you need to you need to think about that constantly. Mm -hmm. It needs to be important. 
Yeah, that's such a good point. We hadn't even brought up, but you know, it, it does circle back to just representation at the table, whoever's making the decisions. If you're not reflecting the the variety of perspectives and experiences of all of the travelers that will be part of this this you know tour or organization or company, then you're you're missing something somewhere. So you need to to have that representation at every decision making space along the way. Um, so I wanted to, to just wrap up quickly and say thank you to, to each of you for your perspectives. Again, we're not going to, you know, take down the whole patriarchy right now, but we can chip away at it. You know, we can keep going. <laughs> we can keep trying. Um, but thank you for, for sharing um, all of your perspectives. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you.